Good morning. You're listening to Radio 3. We now present part three of Mind Matters, introduced by Carol Mang. Good morning, and welcome back to Mind Matters on RTHK Radio 3. I'm Carol Meng. Today, we'll be talking about the groundbreaking emergence of ChatGPT that has wowed the world with how it takes information from the internet and condenses it into answers for our questions. It's also able to create text and images that have helped people to finish their jobs, including mine, and this is exactly where our program name Mind Matters comes from. But don't be too impressed yet, as it also has limitations. Professor Pascal Fohm from the Hong Kong University of Science and Technology and her fellow students have carried out a thorough evaluation of ChatGPT based on its ability to multitask, reason, interact and hallucinate. Now let's listen to her lecture on the topic of ChatGPT, what it can and cannot do. So during the pandemic, I think everybody worked from home and somehow they focused on making these language models really, really big because it's something people can do uh, remotely uh, in distributed manner. So these language models got really, really big during the pandemic. Um, so we did a survey. When was this? Uh, 2021, right? We did this survey. People discovered that when you use these large language models, it can generate text very, very well. You give it a prompt, it generates something amazing. However, we also found that it can hallucinate content. Hallucination is a phenomenon specific to these large language models. It means the text generated can contain uh, statements that are non-factual or even um, uh, uh, misinformation. And it cannot be necessarily verified. So I will touch upon AI safety then. Um, this is a AI harmons risk um, that we have divided into four levels, not three. It ranges from offensive to life-threatening. So if they are abusive and socially biased languages, they can be offensive to the user. And then they can become very harmful if we find if they generate Propaganda, framing bias, slander, rumor, fake information, discriminatory language. And even worse, they can generate uh, content that's privacy leaking and misinformation, pornographic, guidance to illegal and lawful actions, identity theft, terrorism even. So these uh, content generated can break laws. Uh, and in the more extreme case, if it generates medical and health misinformation, drug misinformation, or guidance to life-threatening actions and terrorism, it can become uh, life-threatening. So um, the harm uh, the, and risk of these LNMs and NLP AI in general cannot be ignored. And hallucination itself, so the uh, generative uh, NLP that comes up with hallucination contents itself raises safety concerns ranging from discrimination stereotyping to abusive language, misinformation, to privacy concern. So at some point, people realize that if you prompt the name of a person, 
Sometimes it will accidentally disclose the credit history of that person, the home address, all kind of private information that the person does not want the public to know. So that is very uh, privacy concerning. And uh, we have seen such hallucination examples in different natural language generation tasks from uh, summarization. Okay, so you give a task and it can give you a brief summary. But sometimes this summarization contains something that's not in the original text, right? In conversational AI, you can build a chatbot with these language models. And then you start talking to the chatbot and it will give you some content that's not based on fact and or based on true knowledge. I think people have reported such examples about ChatGPT as well, where you ask something and they give you something um, that's totally wrong, uh, with the wrong resources. The problem is these language models uh, have such, uh, they generate answers in, with such human-like fluency that people think that they're correct. I don't know how many of you have used uh, Google Translate before 2016. At the time, Google Translate were making mistakes and people sort of laughed it off and say, oh, that's obviously machine error. But after 2016, today, Google Translate is very, very fluent. So people take everything that's been translated as fact. That's the problem with these large language models. When it reach, when it has reached human level fluency, it's uh, hallucinated content becomes more concerning because people cannot tell truth from false, right? So uh, there are examples from all these kind of tasks, even machine translation, machine and vision language tasks. So here's an example of a hallucinated content from summarization task, right? So here, um, the summary uh, reported that the first Ebola vaccine was approved in 2021, which is not true. It also uh, reported China has already started clinical trials of COVID-19 vaccine. At the time, this fact could not be verified. It's not from the original text. Because these language models have learned from everything under the sun, that they have what we call parametric memories. The parametric memories are not really uh, memorizing all the data in snippets, right? It's not by counting. It's in the neural network. So what it, what it has learned is not necessarily it, uh, exists in the training data. Okay? This is what we call hallucination. It, um, some people say interpolates, extrapolates, but that's not a good term because that implies some kind of discrete knowledge. It's not discrete. All right. So it's, um, it has learned a lot of knowledge. And when it sees some text like this, it's very helpful. It's trying to generate, right? It's being very helpful. But then sometimes it just generates something too eagerly, something that's not really in the original text. Maybe it has learned from somewhere else. Maybe it has not learned at all. It's just trying to be helpful and try to, um, say, extrapolate, interpolate um, with its parametric me memory. So this is wrong. Similarly, conversational AI here, how can I reduce the risk of developing cancer? Uh, you should do tai, tai Chi every day. Don't know where to learn that. It learned uh, somewhere. Sounds like internet uh, fake news, right? Translation, similarly. Okay. Translation can hallucinate uh, in the other language some content that's not in the source language, and the user would not know, all right? 
So visual language task. Here uh, is a picture of a Blackberry, and the answer is, oh, this is a text message from a friend. Well, BlackBerry usually used to generate text messages, but in this case, there isn't one. So it's hallucinating by association. Again, the picture of a sandwich, it says a parking lot. No idea why. Picture of a chest, uh, the caption becomes a chest of drawer, drawers with a mirror on top of it. There is no mirror, but it's hallucinating. Uh, picture of a, ref uh, what is this? Picture of a room, it just says a kitchen with a blue cabinet and a white refrigerator. All right, so it's very confident, and it's making mistakes. So where do, where do where do hallucination come from? They can come from several sources, right? They can come from the data. So um, the data, large data set, has in in innate divergence. The data from everywhere, all kinds of knowledge there, and the collection. You know, there's not really a structured way of collecting them. So heuristic data collection. And then they can also come from the model themselves, from training and from inference. So maybe you, there's the representation learning. So before any input into the system, there's representation learning. Representation learning is still imperfect. There can be erroneous decoding at the output level. It can be exposure bias and there can be parametric knowledge bias and so on. Um, there are common mitigation methods for hallucination or none of which is perfect. So people say, okay, we can build a more better data set. We can clean the data automatically. We can augment the data set with more information. Or in modeling and in decoding, we can build the, we can have better architecture. Uh, we can have, um, so I will mention later on a different kind of training. We have more planning, sketching, reinforcement learning, multitask learning, controllable generation, so on and so forth. And most importantly, today, if you have any system you want to release, you do post-processing. You do not allow toxic content to go out there. Uh, in 2019, our team actually showed for the first time a um, uh, real-time chatbot using neural language model uh, with emotions, meaning that the chatbot would respond with emoji and it would tag emoji to any of the user input. That was 2019, and very quickly we took it offline because we found that some people in UST were trying it to ask very inappropriate questions, politically motivated, inappropriate, insensitive questions. So uh, before we can work out a elegant solution to mitigate that, uh, we kind of we just took it offline. And another way is to filter such content. All right. So this is why you see that uh, in ChatGPT sometimes some answers. Next time you try it, it says, I don't know, I cannot answer that kind of question anymore because they are adding filters, safe layers, and so on and so forth. So now I want to report on this uh, evaluation paper. And uh, so again, you can download this paper and, um, and uh, it contains more details. So GPT-3 scaled GPT to hundreds of billions of parameters. All right, went from 1.5 billion in GPT-2 to 175 billion in GPT-3. ChatGPT, as I mentioned earlier, is a successor of InstructGPT with a dialogue interface that is then fine-tuned using reinforcement learning with human feedback. So people ask me, why is ChatGPT so popular, so powerful? 
uh, it is unique compared to existing large language models. It interacts with users in a conversation-like manner while retaining its accumulated knowledge and generalization ability from pre-training. Right. So this means that ChatGPT can answer follow-up questions, admit its mistakes, challenge incorrect premises, and reject inappropriate requests. And more importantly, remember I just mentioned Chat um, GPT three had uh, you can use prompts uh, to get answers, but people didn't know what kind of prompt they should use. Therefore, they train instruct uh, instruct GPT. However, people still don't know how to use prompt, right? But ChatGPT actually allows you to have a conversation with a, with a GPT, actually having a conversation with the instruct GPT where you refine your prompt by dialogue. So ChatGPT has a much better user interface than all the other language, large language models. So if you ask the first question to ChatGPT, it doesn't give you what you want. You can continue with follow up questions, basically refining your prompt. Listening to Mind Matters, Professor Fong told us how ChatGPT has hallucinated or made up some of its answers from the unverified sources on the internet. Let's jump back in and learn how we can help to train this useful model to make it smarter. So,、uh, in in normal traditional fine tuning, what we call fine tuning means adaptation of a model with a new set of data. So you give it a bunch of new data, and then you、uh, basically uh, retrain uh, the model parameters from the initial point. You can take a large、uh, pre-trained language model, then you have your specific data for a specific application, and then you, from that starting point, you refine or fine-tune the model parameters. Zero shot in GPT-3, and few shot means you give it instruction, and it gives you an answer. One shot means Describe the task, translate English to French. Then you give it an example of input English, output French, and then you ask it to translate English into French. Few shot means you give it a few more examples. Zero shot is just telling it translate English to French. Cheese, what is it in French? And they will give you a performance. So please remember zero shot, few shot, and fine tuning because we are evaluating ChatGPT against models that are fine tuned. Or、uh, against zero shot and few shot models. So、uh, I suppose by now you might realize that usually fine tuned models perform the best, and you don't expect zero shot to perform that well, right? You just tell it to do something, it does it, and you expect few shot to perform better than zero shot. So let's see how well does ChatGPT perform in terms of zero shot, few shot when compared to Other pre-trained language models, and also when you compare to fine-tuned task-specific models for that particular task. Again, this is a、uh, this is taken from、uh, OpenAI's website.、Uh, it shows the、uh, reinforcement learning with human feedback training training method of ChatGPT.、Um, so there are three steps. One with one is just collect data、uh, and then train the model.、Uh, Okay, so here the so from a from its predecessor, 
they've actually got, got a labeler to demonstrate the desired output behavior and then train the model. And then they then co collect comparison data and train a reward model and tells, basically they told ChatGPT, this is good, this is not good. Do this, not this. So it uses, um, it, it trains a reward function. And then it optimizes a policy against the reward model using something called PPO, reinforcement learning algorithm. Even though ChatGPT already said that it is not a chatbot per se, it is a large language model with a chat interface, um, but it does have, you know, chat capability. So how does that compare to other uh, chatbots or dialogue models uh, uh, use, using large language model? Okay, so these are dialogue models and ChatGPT is a language model with a chat interface. The dialogue models are pre-trained on natural language corpora, just like any LLM, and then fine-tuned on dialogue data. ChatGPT, as you have seen the history, is pre-trained language, language, large language model, retrained with conversational data, improved the reinforcement learning with human feedback, and there was also a supervised learning part. The tasks these uh, large language models for dialogue are, uh, they are, their purpose are for dialogue tasks, whereas ChatGPT is task agnostic. It can perform any kind of, many kinds of tasks, sorry, um, but it is in chat form. So that's the difference between ChatGPT and all the other big dialogue uh, systems. So let's talk about what we have found. First of all, we, every, people say, oh, ChatGPT is a multitask, right? It's artificial general intelligence, meaning that it can do more than one task. Right, since GPT-3, that's probably the first time we see one model that can do more than one task. Um, however, what we so what we did, we actually, you know, the details are in the paper, but we actually evaluated ChatGPT's performance on 23 standard test sets that are publicly available, and uh, on eight main main major natural language processing tasks. Right, so what we found is for nine out of 13 NLP test sets, ChatGPT outperforms previous large language models with zero-shot learning. So we compare its zero-shot with previous language models with zero-shot, okay? It even outperforms fully fine-tuned task-specific language models on four different tasks. In other cases, it is on par or slightly lower than fully fine-tuned um, models for specific tasks. So it's, it is a very good multitasker compared to existing models, not compared to humans. It's interesting to say, uh, to this, compared to humans, very few humans are multitaskers. All right. Um, very few humans can translate a language into another one, uh, into 200 languages. Actually, I think no human can do that to do translation in 200 some languages in a second and uh, with fluency, right? So in multilingual ability, we also tested ChatGPT on different languages. Many people don't know that ChatGPT was trained on many, many languages. You can actually use it uh, with Chinese prompt and get Chinese answers. So what we found that uh, is that it performs pretty well on high resource language, meaning very frequent, uh, frequently available languages. Um, it's not so well on low resource languages. However, it is still better in terms of language understanding, meaning if you give it a prompt that is in the language <clears throat> that is rare, such as 
Sundanese, Javanese, it can still understand the language. It can encode pretty well, but it doesn't generate in that language very well. Meaning what? If you ask it to translate from Sundanese to English, right? It can do so competently, but the other way around, it doesn't do so well. All right. It can encode, understand uh, rare languages pretty well, but it cannot generate those languages because they're rare on the internet. All right. So here's a, um, right. And, um, and when they are handling, when it is handling extremely low resource languages, it's still more human-like than these other models. It's more human-like than InstructGPT. It's more human-like than Text Da Vinci and so on. All right. Because it has been, uh, retrained on conversational data and so on. And then we try to test, uh, of course, this is a common, like very popular topic. With can ChatGPT reason, uh, does it give you false information? Yes, it does. And how is the interactivity? Right. So we then tested ChatGPT's capabilities in these three areas with standard test sets again. So reasoning. So we tested ChatGPT in the following reasoning categories, deductive, inductive, abductive, in logical reasoning, mathematical, temporal, spatial, also, we tested its ability in common sense reasoning, its ability in causal, multi-hop, and analogical reasoning. So there are existing data sets, test sets, evaluation sets for NLP that we can use to test ChatGPT. Again, everything we evaluate is based on these test sets. What we found is the following. One, on average, okay, when people say it can or cannot reason, well, it can reason to some extent. 63.41 percentage accurate on average in 10 different reasoning ca categories, but it's still not reliable, right? And it is good in something, not good in other things. And what is important for you to know is that in logical reasoning, for example, ChatGPT is better at deductive reasoning and abductive reasoning, where in your prompt, in your instruction, you give the premises. Okay, you give the uh, assumption in your prompt and then ask it to deduct or give a, a abductive answer. Then it does pretty good job. But if it's inductive reasoning, meaning it has to be based on knowledge somewhere else, right? Then it doesn't do a good job at all. So ChatGPT is basically a very lazy reasoner, meaning that if you wanted to perform a task, you better give the premises and the instruct, you know, the the, the assumptions in the instruction to ChatGPT, okay? And uh, obviously, it lacks spatial and mathematical reasoning. So um, I just want to point out, there are neural network systems that can do very good mathematical reasoning. That has been known to have passed college-level, college entrance exam uh, mathematics, right? So those are specific, task-specific models, so they can perform better. ChatGPT, no, all right? Um, it's acceptable in temporal reasoning. Okay. And however, on common sense, we found that at least based on this evaluation task, it performs pretty well on common sense reasoning from 88.89% to, uh, accuracy. And we, uh, we conjecture, we postulate that, uh, its ability for common sense reasoning came from its large parametric memory. Here, oh, the third part we want to evaluate is interactivity. Um, since 
we know that people can't improve. People seem to get better and better results by chatting with ChatGPT, right? So interactivity improves its performance. So we also evaluated this on three different tasks. On summarization, uh, from interactivity, it has improved um, uh, 7.99, uh, 1.64, 5.99, 9, absolute gains on these three matrices, metrics. And on machine translation, it's given 2% improvement on low resource machine translation. This is very good, actually. And then there are like 34% to 36% improvement in the flag drawing task uh, when you have multiple turns. So it's multiple, one turn is one dialogue, you know, prompt answer. So when you have multiple turns, the results improve, right? Because it's doing better and better, uh, because you are doing better at prompt engineering in chatting with ChatGPT. So in conclusion, ChatGPT is a multitasker. It's not an AGI, but it's a multitasker in NLP with interactive interface that performs on par with zero-shot learning uh, with other LLMs and even fine-tuned task-specific models. It can generate multimodal output via a coding step. It has limited non-Latin script language generation ability, so you can prompt with non-Latin language, but don't expect it to generate non-Latin language um, uh, fluently or competently. Its reasoning performance is at an average of 63%. It's better than expected, but still unreliable. It is better at deductive and abductive reasoning. So prompt instruction with premises and all the assumptions you want. It hallucinates non-factual errors in many NLP tasks and therefore is not reliable as the knowledge source. So use it for creative writing, use it for writing assistance, for advertising languages, for generating scripts, for generating your next novel, but do not use it for search, please. One can improve its outcome via interactivity, but the downside is that you can also jailbreak, people can also jailbreak ChatGPT to bypass its safety layer. So we can use ChatGPT's writing tools with human control, but relying on it for decision-making such as search, classification, and so on, carries high risk. We can use ChatGPT and similar LLMs for conversational AI but build dialogue management around to control its output and mitigate potential hallucinations. So these are quotes from three people. Yoshua Bangyo, who was the author of the first neural language model paper, says that an AI system should not learn only from text. It should learn at the same time how the world works and how to describe the world with language. Yang Lokun said the factual, logical, and physical reasoning mistakes that current LLMs made clearly show that they have not captured much of human thought. Sam Altman, the uh, CEO of OpenAI, actually said it's a mistake to be relying on it for anything important right now. It's a blanket disclaimer. Okay, use it at your own risk. So, and there are papers, actually, there's a very good paper from... Um, a group of cognitive scientists from MIT that in detail um, analyzed the uh, large language models for its language capability um, as independent from thinking capability. So cognitive scientists found that in humans, some humans have lost language capabilities, but they can still manifest thinking ability. Language doesn't mean speech, huh? actual language ability. 
and uh and they found out um so they they propose that it's the same for these large language models it has human-like fluency it has learned a lot of the embedded language in the human knowledge in textual form so sometimes it manifests this human-like ability in terms of thinking but is it thinking it is not thinking all right so what next then how do we improve nlp nlg based on llm well you for you to use ChatGPT and such you should do prompt engineering but only works if we can we can do prompt uh prompt engineering prompt tra training but only works if you know the answer like OpenAI did that with labelers right certainly we can use reinforcement learning with human feedback these human in the loop value alignment all right these involve humans and anything that involves human or large group of human is very very expensive where right? you have to pay the humans and then they have to generate a lot of content it's very very expensive so we can also do instruction tuning with development set we can augment these large language models with external knowledge structured data multimodal data physical knowledge so that's the research question we're facing today how do we do that in other words answer to the question i asked my phd students what are you going to do now that's what they have to do all right uh in jet knowledge during training fine-tuned downstream model for more control etc 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 that was professor Priscille fong from the hong kong university of science and technology i'm carol meng and i'll see you next sunday morning again on mind matters Thank you.